the Corps of Engineers. Engineers must be oriented and adapted to a multitude of tasks. The Army Corps of Engineers is raising the dam by 8 meters. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers lays out their response plan. We provide infrastructure assessment, temporary roofing, temporary emergency power. We help with debris assessment and removal operations. We also work with temporary housing. And he'll tell you there's no end to the types of services the engineers provide. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast. This is the place to hear how the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Buffalo District delivers world-class engineering solutions. And these are our stories. My name is Jess Levinson, and I'm a public affairs specialist with the district. My job and my passion are telling people's stories. Today's guest is Steve Winslow, park ranger and manager of the Mount Morris Dam. For those of you who don't know, the Mount Morris Dam and Recreation Area is a major flood control project in public park located on the Genesee River near the village of Mount Morris, about 70 miles east of Buffalo. I'm very excited to talk with Steve, so let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast, Steve. Thanks for being here. Hey, pleasure to be here, Jess. So your experience before becoming the Mount Morris Dam Manager is really, really interesting. Can you talk me through some of the highlights of your early military and professional career? Sure. You know, I grew up on a a small farm in central Maine, and um, way back in high school, was lucky enough to get a job as a fishing guide in a rural village out in Alaska. And I did that uh, until I went to college. Uh, I got a, my background's in natural resources management, um, where I attended the University of Alaska in Fairbanks. And I went to uh, school on an ROTC scholarship uh, and eventually achieved a commission there uh, as an engineer officer for the United States Army. Uh, got to do some fun uh, schools in the Army, like uh, Airborne School and Ranger School, before heading off to my first uh, duty station in Gießen, Germany, with the 16th Engineer Battalion. Uh, with the 16th Engineers, I, I served um, overseas in Iraq uh, for Operation Iraqi Freedom, and uh, got to lead all kinds of uh, combat engineering missions there. Uh, eventually returned to Germany and uh, served with the 1st Armored Division Um, engineer brigade and uh, was responsible for training uh, engineer officers and and enlisted soldiers across the uh, uh, European theater there. Uh, Eventually uh, returned to Alaska for a master's degree in natural resources management and um, continued to work for the university as a uh, forest ecology technician. was at a point in life finally where I was looking to uh, settle down a little bit and had some kids and uh, took a job with the Army Corps of Engineers uh, managing the Mount Morris Dam and Recreation Area, uh, which was as far east as I could get at the time and closer to some family members so I could, I could be there with the kids and, and family. Very nice. So did you have any experience uh, being in New York before? You know, what made you want to become the dam's manager here in western New York? Uh, you know, I grew up in New England, and I knew that New York was um, similar in um, kind of the geography and the, the seasonality and climate and all that kind of stuff. So it was appealing in that sense. 
Um, but as you may know, folks from outside of New York, when you, when you think of New York, you usually think of New York City. So I had a little bit of that bias. Uh, people in Maine call people from New York all kinds of bad things. Uh, so I had to get over that personal bias and, and come check things out and try it out. And the Mount Morris team specifically, did you feel like your previous experience, you know, helped you uh, in your role as a dam manager? Did you feel confident you'd be able to manage the job? You know, it's funny. They don't. Re I don't believe there's a school specific for dam management. So they have to, you know, look for somebody who's got some of the just the right types of skills. And I think uh, what I brought to the table was uh, the ability to uh, manage personnel. You know, I'd been a, an army officer for several years and had had a lot of uh, leadership training uh, over time. So I felt very comfortable stepping in and, and grabbing a or taking charge of a team and running operations. Um, in, in all kinds of different environments. Um, as, a, as an engineer officer also, um, I had a lot of uh, preventative maintenance uh, background. So the ability to run a maintenance management program, which is a, a critical part of making sure that the dam continues to operate the way it's designed here. And then I had the, uh, some of the technical natural resources management skills from my education and uh, the previous work in Alaska. I think that combination of things uh, helped prepare me for, for this position. Nice. Yeah, a, a varied experience and skill set always helps uh, when you run into, you know, new situations. And so that's going to transition to my next question. The big, big story of the moment right now is COVID-19. And I'm wondering, how has the dam's operation and recreation mission been affected? And how have you dealt with that? Yeah, so, you know, as... As somebody who's responsible for managing the dam, um, it's critical that we ensure that it can always operate no matter what the conditions are. So, you, you know, it's not unusual for us to plan contingency operations. Uh, what do we do if this disaster strikes or what happens under this kind of scenario? Um, and I'll be honest with you, a pandemic wasn't top on the list of probable um, emergencies that we thought we'd face. Uh, so had to think through that on a, on a relatively short timeline as the pandemic evolved fairly quickly. Um, and then come up with some plans for how we're gonna deal with that. And so currently what we're, we're doing is doing our best to uh, protect the public from the public recreation, you know, who would normally be using the public recreation areas this time of year. And also to make sure that we can protect our personnel who are in here uh, continuing operations and maintenance activities. So we have basically um, a reduced staff on site every day. We have some folks who are in a telework location and they're kind of uh, sitting on the bench ready to come in and, and continue to operate. Um, and they're not, they're not literally sitting on the bench, they're, uh, they're actually <laughs> a bunch of work at home uh, to make sure that they're ready to come in. They're, they've got all their mandatory training squared away and all that kind of stuff and, and they can come in and, and operate as needed. Yeah, that's uh, positive news that, you know, the the workforce is still ready to go, ready to to tackle the mission here. So the dam itself, when what do you expect river conditions, the Genesee River conditions to be like this spring? And are there any concerns with the dam being able to handle the water this year? Um, as far as the, the water year that we've had, um, coming into this spring, it's been actually quite mild. So we stand, um, you know, luckily well ready to um, continue to accomplish the flood risk management mission uh, without inter any foreseen interruptions. Now, 
uh, things can change uh, quickly and dramatically on the river, and that's why the dam's here in the first place. So we're only um, one big storm away from, from having a lot of water behind the dam. Um, so what we try to do is position the reservoir so that we uh, maximize our storage capacity at any, any given time that we can. And we're, we're currently, uh, the river is low. Um, we have a lot of storage capacity available behind the dam, so we're well positioned to um, store water from any incoming event. Steve, how many visitors come to the Mount Morris Dam every year? We receive over 100,000 visitors a year between all of the open uh, scenic viewing areas, uh, our visitor center itself, and then all the picnic areas and playgrounds and, and areas like that. So when the dam reopens, what activities are going to be available for all of these uh, fun-loving public members? Yeah, so we're working on our our reopening plans now, and it's a little early to say exactly how that's going to go down, but it's probably going to be a phased approach where we start to reopen outdoor public spaces, um, and then probably the visitor center itself. And at some point, we'd sure like to be able to take folks down on tours inside of the dam, or at least on top of the dam. That's been our most um, uh, popular interpretive program. And we aim to, to have that restored at, our, at the earliest and safest possibility. There's a lot that's different from pre-COVID pandemic to the situation right now. What does a day in the life of being the Mount Morris Day Manager look like now, and how does it compare to the before time? Well, so before, um, at this time of year, we would have a public recreation area open. There would be people here enjoying the facilities. Uh, we'd have seven-day-a-week operations with park rangers at the manning the front desk, receiving phone calls from the public and greeting folks as they arrive at the visitor center. Um, we'd be doing boundary maintenance, uh, and then we'd have a lot of construction projects that um, had started in the winter that were continuing or finishing up here this time of year. Uh, for example, we're uh, rehabilitating our elevator and doing some work inside of uh, our maintenance buildings. Uh, so there'd be a lot going on. Uh, we'd be in a lot of different places at once, supervising those tasks and, and making sure that everything is uh, operating smoothly and safely. Uh, my challenge has been just typically the Mount Morris Dam doesn't, we don't have a telework policy. Um, all staff here reports here every day, and that's just how things are. Um, and in this environment, we had to allow for, for some folks to telework and start getting used to that idea and to learn how to communicate using all the different platforms that are available. So, uh, you know, I think we've learned a lot in a short amount of time, uh, and in some senses, that's, that's been a good thing. So there's a lot going on still, and you have a huge role in that. What's your favorite part of the job? My favorite part is the diversity of work. So on any given day, um, I'll have my hands in one, you know, a variety of different projects here, and they can range from something very technical, um, for example, uh, troubleshooting a sensor that's uh, helping to measure um, hydrostatic pressure on the dam, Versus, this, you know, an hour later, I might be talking to a customer in the visitor center or working on a budget package or um, helping to do invasive species removal out in, in our uh, backwoods here. So uh, it's that diversity of task um, that is the most appealing and the most rewarding for me. How much money has the dam saved taxpayers in damages over its entire lifetime? So the dam has been around for 
about 68 years now and has saved well over $3 billion in damages or prevented that much in damages. And that's basically calculated by looking at um, what would have been inundated if the free flow of the river had been allowed, if the dam didn't exist at all, and calculating all of the infrastructure that would have been impacted. Um, and so, yeah, we're very proud of that. It's a good thing. I know there's a lot of people downstream who are very happy that um, the dam has been fully operational for such a period of time and has continued to perform as it uh, was designed to do. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, just proud that uh, the team I have here uh, continues to operate no matter the conditions. Uh, we have folks who have volunteered to help uh, deep clean facilities. We have people who jumped on board with continuing to operate no matter what type of personal risk they might be under. Uh, these are the folks who, when you think about, you, you want dedicated public servants uh, who are willing to do their job because they know it's important. That's the type of team we have on staff right now. And I'm just uh, super thankful that I get to work with, with the men and women that I work with here. And, uh, and then, you know, we get great support also from all of the folks at the Buffalo District uh, offices there who um, help make sure that we are um, provided with all the things that we need to continue to operate. Awesome, Steve. Very proud to be your colleague. Super jealous of what you get to do. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast. And I'm looking forward to next time. Hey, right on. Thanks, Jess. Sounds good.